Hello, this is Jim Kilgore, Certified Financial Planning Professional here at 401 Advisor, and I am the host of the 401 Advisor podcast. The topic today is expanding on last week's topic by talking about what financial planning is and how it can help you reach your financial goals. But rather than just walk through a list of what financial planning is, I would love to dive into some specific examples of ways financial planning has saved clients money and how the fee paid was way less than the savings that they gained in the process. I hope you'll enjoy today's episode of the 401 Advisor podcast. The views expressed on this podcast are those of the show host and should not be construed as investment, legal, or tax advice. The information used is believed to be from reliable sources, and this is not an offer to buy or sell or to participate in any investment strategy. Investing in securities products, including variable insurance, involves risk, including the loss of principal. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. I am a financial advisor with 401 Advisor and a registered representative of Ciro's Financial Services, Inc., Member FINRA SIPC. Ciros and 401 Advisor are not affiliated. There is an old saying, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. It's a philosophy with many applications and personal finance is one area that certainly requires a proactive strategy to ensure success. Financial planning takes into account many of your, the, your, the factors about your life, including your tax situation, as well as savings and investing. A financial planner is a professional who helps people create a plan for that financial future. Financial planning is the practice of putting together all your financial documents to put together a plan for that future, specifically around how you will manage your finances and prepare for all of the potential costs and what-ifs that will probably arise. The process involves evaluating your current financial situation and identifying what your goals are and then crafting and implementing relevant recommendations. Sometimes this happens all at once, but most of the time, people do it in phases. It's an active process that develops over time. The elements of planning that you need during your savings and accumulation phase of your life are different than when you start taking money out of your retirement accounts. A brief history, perhaps, of financial planning and how we got to where we are today Much of what started as financial planning was born out of the insurance and mutual fund industry and was really a way for them to sell more of their products. Back then, they would walk you through a plan and show you how you needed a variety of their products that would help you solve the gaps in your financial plan. At the dawn of this era in the financial industry, some planners saw this as a conflict of interest and began pushing for independence and a true fiduciary standard for the advice. Now, a lot of progress has been made towards this, uh, this goal over the years, but there's still some work to do. 
The exact services offered by a financial planner will vary based on the individual planner. So you need to make sure the planner offers the services that you need. And here's a brief list of services you might expect a financial planner to be able to help you with. On the personal financial planning side, they will probably be able to help you with tax planning, um, have a general idea of uh, good estate planning practices, retirement planning, uh, charitable giving, education funding, investment planning, as well as asset management, uh, insurance, um, household cash flow, as well as retirement income planning. On the business financial planning side of it, they will probably be able to help you with retirement plan selection and management, uh, business succession planning, business valuation, and uh, some of them might help out with group benefits. But, you know, you may find a planner that doesn't do some of these specifically. Um, so you really need to interview financial planners and find uh, one that deals with what your needs are specifically. Nearly every aspect of financial planning touches on the area of taxation, and it's nearly impossible to do any financial planning without the topic of taxation. So most of the examples, actually all of the examples today we're going to go over, uh, have an, uh, an aspect of the tax savings achieved uh, through the planning. And the tax savings realized uh, really... Um, paid for the fee that they, um, you know, that they realized uh, during the process because, you know, in some cases they saved several thousand dollars. So let's dig in. I'm going to call the first client George. Now, George has been really successful at saving for his retirement. He's uh, 68 years old, uh, had nearly a million dollars in various financial accounts, uh, but George had been taking some modest amounts from a trust that had been established for several years, as well as money uh, from another taxable account, but really not at the level of maximum tax efficiency for George. When we looked at his tax return, we realized he hadn't used $12,000 of his standard deduction last year. Taking the extra $12,000 from his IRA took him up to $79,000 in income for the year, and kept him in the 12% tax bracket. Doing this allowed him to remove money from his never-taxed IRA up to his standard deduction, which for his marital status and age was $27,000. The planning strategy that we employed allowed him to take more income today without increasing his taxable income, while preserving the capital in the trust for the kids down the road. Furthermore, it removes money from his IRA so that the future required minimum distributions will be lower than they would have been, which will keep him in a, a position of maximum tax efficiency for many years in retirement. And so the next client, let's call the next client Joe. Joe came to me because at the age of 49 years old, he had almost nothing saved for retirement. He makes a really good salary and has a 401k plan that he just became eligible to participate because he recently switched jobs. 
$180,000 a year in salary with a potential $50,000 bonus coming later in the year and a spouse that makes 50 grand at her job, I needed to do an analysis to make sure we were taking advantage of all the tax savings available to Joe and his family. Without using all the tools at my disposal, Joe would probably be overpaying in taxes every year as well as stay behind in his retirement savings. Using all of his deductions and credits at our disposal and maximizing his 401k and Roth 401k at work, he is able to save a total of $10,000 a year divided among his traditional and Roth IRA accounts or 401k accounts. Since he only gets potential matching contributions that go in his traditional account, he is maximizing future tax efficiency as well as bringing down his current tax liability. Additionally, he is making non-deductible IRA contributions into an account that we hold and then doing uh, Roth conversions in, uh, so he uh, is gaining additional tax-free retirement savings um, that's perfectly legal uh, with the IRS. Now, this strategy, all these things together, saved Joe $4,000 a year in current taxation, which Joe was pretty happy to get. Okay, and lastly, we have Laura. Laura is a consultant who's been regularly making traditional IRA contributions. She and her husband, Mike, are over 50, so they've been saving $13,000 a year in their IRAs. After sitting down with us, Laura learned she could set up a solo 401k plan for her consulting business, and this change allowed her to triple her own retirement savings and add her business profits up to 20%. In the first year, our advice saved them $5,000 in taxes. These are real-life experiences of three different clients. Of course, we change the names to protect their identity. What your planner can and will help you with will vary based on your individual facts and circumstances. I felt it would be more helpful today if I gave you some specific examples of how planning helped these clients rather than just run down a list of what financial planning is and define each one of those things and eventually just put you to sleep. I should say all financial planners are not created equal. You really should do some research because there are so many financial designations out there. It can be really confusing. And many of them are as worthless as the paper they're printed on. Start with someone that has undertaken an advanced program of study, such as the Certified Financial Planning designation. CFP certificates have gone through six graduate-level courses and have passed a grueling six-hour test to demonstrate a broad-based knowledge in all areas of financial planning. Additionally, there is the Chartered Financial Analyst designation, as well as some certified public accountants do financial planning as well. Now, the nice thing about all three of these is they all have a code of ethics that they must adhere to, as well as a fiduciary duty to their clients. Now, that means they are 
required to do what is in the best interest of their client at all times and demand yearly continuing education for all three of these financial designations. And that makes sure that they stay current in their field. When you engage with a financial planner, you get someone that has a knowledge of the options and alternatives tailored to your specific financial situation. Additionally, you gain access to a network of other professionals in their circle, like accountants, attorneys, insurance agents, and many more. Finally, you can get unbiased advice from an experienced professional committed to guiding you toward your long-term goals. I hope you've enjoyed this week's podcast. If you would like to learn more about the steps to create a solid financial plan, you can give me a call, Jim Kilgore at 937-434-1790, and I will be happy to sit down and go through the process with you. If you're the kind of person that likes to read rather than listen to a podcast, we will be uploading the transcript for this podcast to deshercoblog.com. That is deshercoblog.com. As always, thanks for listening, and I hope to hear from you soon. Please send me your comments and questions to jim at 401advisor.com, and I will be happy to answer them on a future podcast.